0: Betty White died! She just turned a hundred! She turns a hundred in January! No! No! I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two, two Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday.
1: How are you doing? I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm awesome. Good, good, good. It's been a good week so far. We're only on day two. <laughs> <laughs> I have great hope for the rest of the week. Listen, I can only go up from here. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so you may have heard at the beginning of the podcast, the very beginning before uh, Jason's music bed intro, um, <laughs> us talking about... Betty White that was real time when we learned that Betty White uh, had passed away uh, we were we were in the middle of podcasting we had taken a, a break and I glanced down at my phone and there was the announcement that Betty White had died and we were I particularly was very shocked because I had just had a conversation with my son about how cool she is He's 22 years old and knows who Betty White is. That's how legendary she is. She died at 99 years old and the 22-year-old knows who she is.
1: She was going to be 100. And I wanted her to get to be 100. No, because she was a national treasure. I mean, every time I would see her on a show or they would... I mean, first of all, we haven't seen a lot of her in the last couple of years no. because of COVID. Yeah. And I read that basically she was under a doctor's care... Because she was 99, not Mm -hmm. because she was ill. Right. She had the regular stuff that a 99, I don't even know what that would be, Mm -mm. but I'm only 50 something and I have a lot of stuff. You could use a doctor's care. (laughs) So I might, I don't know how you get to be a hundred without having a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. But she was under a doctor's care so that because of COVID, they were just being careful.
0: Yeah, and at that age, with the kind of money that she had, she could sure. have full-time care, which she did. I did not know, and this made my husband so happy, that her actual home that she built with her husband, the love of her life, was in Carmel. I didn't know that. I did didn't know that until I read about her passing that of course the headline was this makes me so mad at the media uh, Betty White lived out her final days in a home she didn't even want to be in I was like what is that you know I'm like someone was abusing Betty White you know shocking no she built a home with her husband many years ago on a piece of land up in Carmel and it was their place my husband's favorite place in the entire world is Carmel California absolutely loves it I have a different opinion because it's cold so, I'm the fly in the ointment once again. Sorry. Way to go, in. Sorry, honey. Um, Killing the dream always. I'm, I'm a dream killer. Some <laughs> are dream catchers. I'm a dream killer.
1: She, um... We should
0: get a t-shirt for you. I don't think I don't already have one. <laughs> so, yeah, her husband, um, Alan Ludden, that she was married to, um, she married him in 1963 and then he died in 1981. But that, Alan was the love of her life. They built and lived in a home in Carmel, but it wasn't... Feasible to have the kind of round-the-clock care that she needed and could afford up there. It's still a little remote if you're coming in from San Francisco or something like that. Sure. It's just easier. She lived in Los Angeles area. I assume it was Beverly Hills area. Cedar Sinai is right there. Sure. So many great doctors. So I'm sure that was the reason for her being down here in Southern California rather than in NorCal.
1: I wanted us to talk about her. For those of you that don't know who Betty White was Mm -hmm. or might know of her, but don't really know anything about her, we wanted to just touch on some of the highlights and some of the things that touched us. And for me, I liked her because she was unconventional.
0: She, especially in the industry that she was in, radio, television, movies that were run by and quite frankly um staffed by just men right that was it and they determined who was going to be successful and who was not at every turn and she kind of busted through that glass Absolutely.
1: ceiling maybe and she was a comedian which she- is also very un unfeminine in those days being a comedian i mean carol burnett was around mary tyler moore those women have all kind of paved the way for what we know today as comedians. Yeah, but Betty White was even before them. The, exactly. Yeah. I mean, these women, this was not a time when being a comedian was the norm. <laughs> was women's work. It, it was, I mean, it was not the, the time for that. Especially being a really
0: beautiful woman. She, she was gorgeous. She yeah. was so adorable when, yeah. uh, you know, in her younger years and, and uh, even even at the age of whatever. I mean, the last time I saw her do anything in film was the movie The Proposal. Love that movie. Sandra Bullock. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. She was the grandma. And uh, we call this blanket the baby maker. <laughs> <laughs> she was so adorable. And I think a lot of people probably know her from that. She still looked... Fantastic in yes. that movie
1: as an older lady, she's so cute. I, I was reading up on her a little bit, and she didn't believe in um, plastic surgery. No, she, you could she tell wasn't, she looked great. She wasn't trying to say you shouldn't get it because from what I read and what I understood of her was that she was like a live and let live person. Mm-hmm. As long as you're a good person, she didn't care what you were doing. Mm-mm. But the one thing that I did see in a quote that she talked about was that she would go and see friends that were that were in her circle Mm -hmm. and she would not have seen them for a while and all of a sudden she would be like now the voice sounds familiar (laughs) however the face looks completely different right because they'd had so much work and i think she was okay with showing her age because she was confident who she was you got to be so confident to do that especially in that industry in hollywood oh you know but she worked until she was in her late 80s she did she did i mean steady work yeah no, she was
0: a working actress all the way through. So let's talk a little bit about Betty and her background. Um, she was, this is so funny to me, that she was named the honorary mayor of Hollywood in 1955. Like, 1955. Yeah. Uh huh. But she's also, she's often referred to as the first lady of television, um, which is not surprising with the amount of time that she put in. So she was born in 1922 in Illinois. Her family moved out to Southern California when she was like one. Wow. I think I read when she was just a baby. So she ended up going to Beverly Hills High School. Mm-hmm. They lived right there. She was married three times. Uh, her last marriage, as I said, was to a gentleman named Alan Ludden, and they were married in 63. He died in 1981, and she never remarried. I have
1: read about their love mm-hmm. and their love story, and it's pretty heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to say that you have a the love of your life and you're a Hollywood star is something. Both oh, of them please. were in the business.
0: They were both, yeah.
1: And just to be able to say that they loved each other till the very end and even beyond. Because when you do read about her and you hear her talk about him, mm-hmm. she talks about him as if she knows she's going to see him again. Well, and that was
0: the report. I don't know how accurate it is because I don't believe anything anymore. Right. Um, but that was the report is that her final words, her final word was Alan. No,
1: no. Yeah. I believe that. He came to I get her. I want to believe her. that. He did come to get her then. oh, She was laying there and he came to get her. That's so sweet. I'm going to cry. <sighs> I, I read this quote and it was about actually dying. And I think when you are 99 years old, everyone knows it's going to happen
0: <laughs> soon. Probably sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. And, and
1: there was a joke actually about the fact, not a joke, but her agent used to say, listen, we know you're going to get to be 100 let's just get let's just start planning the 101st birthday oh you know and and that was sad that she didn't get to that but she said this she said and and people had asked her if you were afraid to die Mm -hmm. so my mother used to approach death in a way this is what she said about her mother Mm -hmm. she said it's the one seek that the secret that we don't know so whatever we whenever we would lose somebody very close or very dear she would always sell well always say well now you They know the secret. (laughs) And so it just took the curse off of that somehow. I love it. Almost like the mystery, right? Yeah. Like, but she believed in life after death. Sure. She believed in a higher power. Yeah. So.
0: That's. that's And if she said
1: Alan, she believed that he was coming to get her. And I think he was.
0: Oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. So talking a little bit about uh, Betty White's career, she's best known, I'll get to what she's best known for in, in just a sec, but let's run down some of the things that she did. Back in the day, definitely the 70s, I don't know about the 60s, but the 70s and 80s was American game show Insanity. Do you right. remember yes.
1: sitting at home and mm-hmm. watching game shows? So she was on Password yep. Match Game. Oh my gosh. I love Match Game because I love Gene Rayburn. <laughs> remember the microphones? The long, skinny mic. They're long, skinny mic. And oh. he would wear, I, I can picture the clothes because it was like 1970s bell bottoms and like three piece suits with like lapels that had like a different color on it. I mean, it's just long hair, shaggy hair. Uh, oh, Jean, so great.
0: Gene Rayburn's. Uh, wardrobe provided by Angel Flight, right? <laughs> that was the suit of so the time. Uh, so she was on uh, Match Game, as I said, Tattle Tales, To Tell the Truth, The Hollywood Squares, which I think is still on, and The $25,000 Pyramid. She was dubbed the first lady of game shows, and she was the first woman to receive a Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Game Show Host. Jeez. can you believe I love it um, she also was on do you remember The Bold and the Beautiful the soap opera I do yeah she was on The Bold and the Beautiful I did know that she was on Boston Legal mm. as well as Carol Burnett show of course but her biggest roles there's two or three but the one you know that you Denise know her as was Sue Ann Nivens Then the Mary Tyler Moore show Ugh. everybody's
1: favorite I loved Mary Tyler Moore show so did I and she was a little she was a little hard on that show well I read too also somewhere about that is that she was supposed to make a cameo appearance on that show Mm. and that she came on there. And then I believe it was supposed to be just for a couple different, like, you know, returning roles. But she was so popular and people liked her so much. And she was the woman that people loved to hate.
0: But they had, but
1: she was kind of hard to take, but also you loved her. She was real edgy compared to what she then
0: became. And her Mary Tyler most. Moore
1: was such a Pollyanna. Right. And then Sue Ann was kind of this sex kitten. Right. Like, like she was obsessed with like kind of being inappropriate yeah. and like rubbing up on men <laughs> and, you know, dating all, all around. And again, another very unconventional before the time mm-hmm. type of thing. A little controversial at the time
0: even. Well, it was the 70s. It was like 73. Right. 70- Three to like right. the late 70s is when that was so yeah we still hadn't kind of broken out of the box on that one the one that i think most people know her from though which is still being run ugh, forever is the golden girls she was rosen right. island for in the golden girls and she was kind of the wide-eyed innocent yeah, of the four uh women the other one that she did though
1: post this is in the 2000s where she was in hot in cleveland i did not know i, I know again she was, you know what, I, I love the fact that Hollywood allowed her to just keep going. To just keep going she because for didn't. so many women in Hollywood, and again, I'm not a woman in Hollywood, so mm-hmm. I don't know, but you do know that there's so much, that it's so hard to keep relevant. Yeah, you're
0: if you're 40... Forget it. Your career's over in so many ways.
1: When you read about her, the one thing that she always showed is great gratitude. And she said this, though, about some of her roles. This was one quote I read. I feel good that I've turned down roles for the right reasons. Mm. You know, a lot of people, I think, when they do these things, they can name a lot of roles that they should have taken, possibly. Or they pass it up and somebody else took it. And it always usually, when you're a fan, you go, oh, I can't imagine her in that role. But... Mm she had the attitude of nope it worked out for it 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 turned out it worked out for the best It worked out
0: for the best she um we mentioned that she was in the proposal which was 2009 and then i had forgotten in 2010 there was a facebook campaign to get her as the guest host on saturday night live oh that's right i didn't remember that not only was she she won another emmy for For doing it for doing that she also is in the guinness book of world records uh for she if I don't know how to put this eloquently, um she worked longer in TV than anyone else in that medium.
1: So she's she's had the the big longest, the longest career.
0: career of anyone in television. That's so she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. And she's got I didn't know that. she's got eight Emmys. Wow. Which is a lot. She's also, of course, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and she's a television hall of fame inductee.
1: That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think that if you watched her enough or you listened to her on any kind of um, interview Mm -hmm. was that she was always positive. And one quote that I absolutely love is that she said, my philosophy for staying young is to act bubbly every day (laughs) and to drink bubbly every birthday.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. it's a good one that's a good philosophy that's a pretty good
1: philosophy i mentioned
0: that her family moved to southern california when she was very young and in fact it was when she was one year old so it was 1923. um it was in the midst of the great depression and so to make extra money her dad built crystal radios Hmm. and then sold them wherever he could and since um it, it was the depression and not not anyone had real cash or sizable income he would trade the radios for goods and and other things and one of the things that he would trade radios for was dogs oh. they they were animal lovers yes, which they were then takes me to some of her passions in life which was animal welfare she was a huge animal welfare advocate she worked with organizations all throughout Los Angeles including the LA Zoo yes the Morris Animal Foundation the African Wildlife Foundation And uh, she was absolutely committed to the well-being of
1: animals. She said one time, my mother and dad were big animal lovers as well as I am. I just don't know how I would have lived without animals around me. I'm fascinated by them, both domestic pets and the wild community. They are just the most interesting things in the world to me. And it has made such a difference in my lifetime. Now, Betty White didn't have any kids. No. No. So her animals were her children. Oh, I love it. I heard her explain it to the one reporter that she made a, a conscious decision not to have children because she knew that, with her lifestyle of being an actress, that she wouldn't be she wouldn't make a good mother because she prioritized. She wanted to work. She wanted to be an actress, and she prioritized that. I think for a lot of people, especially mothers, there's people who might get offended by that. I have respect for that oh for sure she knew what she wanted yeah and she also knew that she might have not been a great mom
0: no because she knew what her priorities were that's someone who
1: knew herself she wasn't she knew herself that's what i love about her she was confident enough in who she was that she was okay in the day and age that that wasn't normal oh no that was super abnormal actually that was almost like Oh, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? Yeah. (laughs) Is she gay? Like, right? Like this, there's just all of these things that people assumed because she wasn't having children. Right. So the one thing that I have seen a lot of, especially
0: on social media since Betty White's passing is a picture of her with a gentleman named Arthur Duncan. There's a little story behind that. And let me just read it to you real quick here. In 1954, as the Betty White show became national across the U.S., betty was criticized by many especially in the southern states now i knew this is 54 for having arthur duncan a black tap dancer on her variety show mm. she was asked to remove him her response was i'm sorry live with it i love that as a result she gave duncan even more airtime. i mean this lady she like next leveled this and her show was then canceled by the network Oh my goodness! Yep. But she did what was not only what was right, but she did what was hard. It is. Yeah.
1: But you know, you say that in one of the quotes that I read, it says, "I don't get political." Right. No,
0: and she doesn't. She wasn't making
1: a political statement. She was doing what she thought was best. He was probably a
0: great tap dancer. Of course, she he was. wanted she him Had him on, on the show. The show. <laughs> That's he deserved right. to
1: be there. Yeah. It wasn't a political statement. No. She wasn't trying to. Sh- To do anything, to say anything, what Mm -hmm. she was saying is, he's a good tap dancer. Just because he he's a man of color doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be on here,
0: right? Well, in 1954 America, that wasn't the way things were. So I think that's so gutsy. It is. her show got canceled. That could have been the end of her career. That's like an Ellen DeGeneres move, right? Big time. Like this is who I am. Live with it and look where that takes your career. She just absolutely didn't care.
1: We were talking about she won eight Emmys, Mm -hmm. and I know that she's, the other reason I love her is she's very, she was very humble. Yeah. She did not understand what the fuss was all about. Like she would say that, like, and, and one of the things she quoted, and I love, love this, it says, I I got an award for everything, mm-hmm. inhaling, exhaling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been spoiled rotten. I'm the luckiest old broad on two feet, truly. Mm. And I've always been working at something. And it kind of goes with that work ethic that her father taught her. And probably the time that she grew up, you know, people who grew up in the Great Depression, my grandfather grew up in the Great Depression. He was a, he's one, he's one of the hardest workers I've ever met. Yeah. And he also knew how to save money. Right. He lived within his means and he never took anything for granted. And I feel like she was that type of person as well. She had to have been. My grandmother was that type of person, you know,
0: where they'd rinse out the aluminum foil you know what i mean exactly
1: yeah my grandmother stole napkins i let me <laughs> grandma let, let, let's rewind that she, i don't want her to be like looking down on me and being discouraged by what i Denise. just said she used to go out for lunch with my grandfather like every friday before they would go grocery shopping there was mm-hmm. a whole system yes. of what they did when they did it and they usually went to taco bell oh. well when esther went to taco bell she stole she took sorry keeps saying stole she just helped herself to a lot of napkins just so in in that purse right in that bag in her bag that she carried everywhere (laughs) yeah even around the house sometimes (laughs) in her in her day dress Mm -hmm. you know one of those day house dress house dress um she had hundreds and hundreds of taco bell mcdonald's wendy's (gasps) napkins oh napkins what about the packets um I don't remember that. I just but remember napkins. the napkins. Oh, oh yeah. Esther was not going to buy a she wasn't buying napkins. Esther didn't mess
0: with napkins.
1: <laughs> no, she no. didn't need to. No. So we talked about Betty White and her her prolific career. She mm. she worked until she was in her late 80s. She was still relevant. She was still her mind was if only she was the president of the United States. Like <laughs> right? Like <laughs> she is an older woman who can really put it together. It's not like we can get Bernie's for her. She's like together. Okay. She really did that. Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep that in? Absolutely. We're keeping that in. Keep going. <laughs> um, but Betty White was very prol- prolific. And really, I wanted to just kind of put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work that long and she wasn't a, I mean, she had nice things, but she wasn't one of those people that were like flaunting it everywhere. Mm-hmm. She was a woman who took care of what she needed, and she was always independent for herself. They once asked; they tried to figure out what she made from Golden Girls. Okay, so Golden oh. Girls is one of her most famous things. Yeah, they couldn't. N- no one has really ever said, but they estimated that she made about three million dollars per year on Golden Girls, okay. which seems like, you know, that's well, a it was fair. Eighties sitcom, so that was. But good. she started it from nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty nine, um, and. It said, White's salary while on the Golden Girls is unknown. They mm. reported that she made $3 million per year from reruns oh. since the show ended in 1992. Oh, yeah. Well, That show is in reruns everywhere. Still is. Consta- it's on right now. I like to watch it. I do, too. Um, this means that White made around $87 million. <laughs> yes. From the Golden Girls yes! returns. I love reruns, it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um. Really, what is her net worth? And this would be encompassing Boston Legal, The Carol Burnett Show, Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. She made money off of reruns and everything. They estimated that her, her gross was somewhere around $75 million. Really? So Betty White could do whatever she wanted. No, she could do whatever she wanted. And I think that the biggest... We talked about her love of animals. Mm-hmm. She She didn't have children. She spent time and money and and dedicated all of those resources to all of those animal um, Organization. organizations mm-hmm. that, that you mentioned.
0: Here's one that's going to just frost you. After World War II, uh, she, was, she did a lot of volunteer work during World War II. She was with the American Women's Voluntary Services. Um, she would drive the PX truck with military supplies into the Hollywood Hills. Did a bunch of stuff where she... Um, helped with events for the troops before they were deployed um she, you know it, she did she did the best that she could during world war ii probably what anyone um was doing but after the war she started making her rounds around the movie studios looking for work but she was turned down because are you ready for this quote yeah. she was not photogenic enough oh unquote that's that's what she was told so what did she do she went and got a job in radio That's why she did. That's why she started in radio because the, you know, the Hollywood system turned her away. Um, So she did like commercials and she would read bit parts and she would sometimes even do like crowd noises and she would make a whopping $5 a show when she did that. But like we've said on this podcast before, you have to be willing to do whatever there's nothing that's beneath you and you know I think she's a really good example of that like she would she'd do on stuff she'd do stuff on air that was no pay but she would do such a good job that then she'd get offered paying jobs which sometimes that's the road you have to take especially in the radio and television industry that's a lot of it some people start out as extras and they're just going so they can get the food right that you know at the craft table. at the craft table yeah. because that thing is amazing i've
1: heard it's amazing i've never seen it
0: yeah it's amazing the I extras would love that.
1: yeah betty white also wrote a book did she what, yes what was it it's called? called here we go again my life in television <laughs> it was on the new york times bestseller list of course um it takes you through betty white's 50 plus years on television in shows like with elizabeth mary tyler Marshall, mm-hmm. et cetera, etc etc um, there are some quotes that are just so Betty. Oh, tell me. And I love them. Here, this one is. Well, let me let me start with one that isn't um, as funny, but I'm gonna end with the last one. But okay. says uh, she says people say, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. <laughs> and I'm assuming she wasn't on social media. Probably not. She says, well, at my age, if I really want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. <laughs> yes yes so true <laughs> she said one of the things and one of the quotes that was hilarious that i read it says um my mother always used to say the older you get the better you get unless you're a banana
0: <laughs> see her mom must
1: have been hilarious her mom her comedic sense of humor mm-hmm. um, timing is just so spot on yeah. and so great so great that's one of the reasons i think she was able to stay so relevant in this day and age because and and the other thing that i loved about her a lot of the things she talked about was i could tell she didn't appreciate being nasty and Mm -hmm. being dirty right and being really profan no profanity none of this unless you're really she she kind of made it sound like only people who don't aren't really funny have to do that the My favorite Betty White, though, I mean,
0: we can talk about Mary Tyler Moore and Golden Girls and the proposal all day long. But for me, the best role she had was in that Snickers commercial, the Snickers bar commercial. I don't remember. You don't. You're not yourself when you're hungry. You don't remember that? No. Okay, we're gonna link it in our Instagram so that people can see it on YouTube. You know they did a whole set of commercials that was like people turning into oh I don't remember really see it though. she and she was she was in one of those commercials and
1: it is so, so cute. adorable it's oh. cutest yeah she said this she said this is my favorite quote of all time and everyone's probably heard it you've heard it and when I say it you're gonna remember it <laughs> let's but hear it it is so great it says get at least eight out I'm sure somebody asked what is your you know how do you stay looking the as great as you do and whatever and she said. Get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine if you're ugly. Amen, sister. Amen, If you, amen, sister. Um, so
0: as we sort of wrap it up a little bit, just to say that Betty White passed away on December 31st of 2001. She was 99 years old. It was two and a half weeks from her 100th birthday. She died of natural causes. And the media reports that i was referring to at the top of the podcast uh, about her final words actually came from carol burnett so i trust carol burnett i don't trust the media with which they delivered the information via that the whole thing so according to carol burnett she told their friend vicky lawrence of course who was also they were on mama's family right. together all of them were anyway um th- so carol burnett told vicky lawrence that Betty White's last words were Alan and so that's supposedly where that information came from again I'm sorry to be a negative Nelly but take that with a grain of salt however it does make a beautiful story
1: wouldn't it be awesome if more people were Bettys let's be a Betty (sighs) be a Betty uh everyone that's my tag okay just be a Betty I like it and what does that mean do a little research you've listened to us we are fans when we heard that she passed we had gasped mm-hmm. and we shed a few tears because that was a an icon yeah that will no longer be and people from that era There's just something about them.
0: They have a different take on life because they've seen different things
1: than the rest of us. Yeah, they have actually suffered. They've actually suffered and they know things and they live by things and you could see it in the way she lived. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody needs to be a Betty. Be a Betty. I'm going to try to be. Me too. In the meantime, I'm Ann
0: Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're two average girls. We'll see you next time.